here settled in yes. and ready yes. to continue? Yes. I believe it is my turn. Yes. The walls remember. The stones remember. It is we who have forgotten. And we continue on to the rites of exploration. The rites of exploration are a series of intimate procedures for exploring your culture's history. The text here mentions a place of memory, suggesting a journey to a distant or possibly ancient location. But the place of memory could be inside your family's current home, or at a local cemetery, or inside a theater. This place could be as vast as a city, or it could be as small as a room. It could be as new as a supermarket, or as ancient as a circle of stones. An example of play is offered on the next page to demonstrate how your exploration could play out. Please know that this is just one possible scenario. Take a moment now to discuss with your group the kind of place you would like to explore. Where is it? How long will it take to get there? Have any of you been there before? Where are we dropping, boys? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Oh, where are we? Where are we? Where are we going? Uh, <laughs> where are we? Where are we dropping, boys? Is a battle royale reference. <laughs> it's like, what map are you going to? Yeah. Uh, I've only that. played one video game and it was Morrowind. So. <laughs> I haven't played we a Battle Royale. This. It's literally <laughs> anytime I quote it, I'm referencing um the Sonic 06 fan dub from Snapcube. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where they made fun of Battle Royale. Uh, <laughs> That's just how it is. <laughs> okay. Do you so... reference anything else anymore? <laughs> Nope. So, Klaus. This place we're going. Yeah, I'm going to ask some questions and see if it will help us. Where is it? Are there people there or not? Is it inhabited by sentient life? Hmm. Or civilized life, I should say. Or not? I, I think so. I think it is. I like the idea of there being at least a few people around. Twilight. You're asking the person with social anxiety if she wants to go somewhere where there's tons of people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with go going wherever you're, wherever we're going. Um, do any of you have an idea or an impulse about what kind of place that we want to go to? I think it's a structure. Maybe it's a um, significant structure. Like magically mm -hmm. or historically or both, or religiously or something. Let's go to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, where something significant happened in the past? Yeah, or it's yeah, it's not just a. It's meaningful to go there for reasons. Have any of us been there before? I think Latch is pretty new to traveling and exploring the world yeah ink as well maybe i've been there a long time ago twilight i don't think twilight's been there so the whole way vine often's just like oh my god you guys are gonna love it there's this one part <laughs> 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 
He's the only reason why we know where it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of like that. Maybe I don't know. I don't remember much about it. Like I, I could maybe get us there, but I don't remember much beyond that. And it's been so long. You know, who knows if it's even the same. I kind of like the idea of it being like a place that people go to almost like a pilgrimage, but not not like a religious pilgrimage, more like Coachella. <laughs> <laughs> like a self-enlightenment or something. <laughs> So Coachella. Yeah, like I said, Coachella. (laughs) I think it's some place of either either spiritual or magical significance. An ancient thing that maybe people have settled around. Mm. Maybe a crater. Crater? Yeah. Okay. Like where something, maybe something intensely magical happened here that created this crater? Yeah. Now, we mentioned the idea of like structures. So maybe there's a sort of like, not necessarily temple, but temple-like thing that has been built in this place. Okay. Um. What if it's just like, a shrine that's been built around a stone. Yeah, I like that. I like that too. And then kind of like on the edges of the crater, there's almost like a village. Like a tourist town. Yeah. <laughs> Fantasy Roswell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so, good. Is there anything else that we want to add to it at this point? It's old. It's magic. It's a pilgrimage. There's a shrine. There's a shrine. And there's a nearby town or city or something associated with it. Maybe people go there to, like, plead for something or to conduct rituals or or something. Or to just be blessed by whatever this rock is. Yeah, so maybe there's, like, some people go there as kind of like a spiritual journey. Some people go because they want to learn from it or try and figure it out. Some people go for the keychains. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some people go for the bands. Some people go to get fucking wasted. Hell yeah. Some people just go for the cultural significance. And That's to say that I they've said. been. So it's not Coachella, it's Burning Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is Stonehenge. Some people do. Yeah, it's Stonehenge. Yeah. It can be both. <laughs> Burning rocks. Oh, it's Stonehenge. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Uh, and how long do you think it takes us to get there? Fucking forever. (laughs) (laughs) One great summer road trip. (laughs) The Great Rock is like a state of mind, man. You can't just... (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it's about the journey, not the destination. <laughs> yeah. All right, Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, do we want to go over the example of play together or just individually take a look at it and then? Why don't we just take a quick look? Yeah. Okay. Let me know when you're ready. Okay. Yeah, okay. 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 Arrival Part 1. You are on your way to the site of an important moment in your community's history. Who sent you on this journey? Someone in, <laughs> someone in our group, uh, a family member, or someone outside of our families whom we trust. So, we could go with the uh, Wynokton being the one who sent us here. Um, I think that sometimes when I play these games with y'all, I find my character taking a central part in the story, and I don't want to do that. I'm fine if Wynokton is like <clears throat> guiding us there, but I don't. I was going to say that central focus. I was going to yeah, say I that. I don't want to do that. Like, I don't mind being the guide or whatever, but I want it to be a, like more than just about me. I was in the middle of chewing, that's why I didn't say it right away. <laughs> that's fine. I I have ways that it could be about ink as well. So yeah, I was saying I was thinking that um, Vinoctin is the only one that knows where it is and how to get there, but somebody else sent us there. For some reason. Okay. Do you think I've... it's somebody from one of our families or? Maybe. I have ideas for Ink when we get there, so maybe somebody else from either Twilight or Latches okay. connection sent us there. Maybe. Alright, well, maybe somebody that Twilight knows told Twilight that there's something not right going on there, and that me and my group should go and check it out. Um... Because, like, we got some, like, we got inventors and magic and healing. You know, we've got a bunch of people who, like, get stuff done kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have these magic powers to help us, you know, solve problems and whatever that maybe, maybe there's something going really wrong at this very important spiritual place that shouldn't be happening. And so we were sent there by somebody go and check it out yeah i think latch um if you'll excuse the way that i'm saying this would have latched onto that idea pretty quickly <laughs> i mean with the name like latch you have to make a latch pun at some point like i do i have to <laughs> it's required but yeah i'm thinking like somebody that twilight knows and trusts or something like that Said, like, you know, went to Twilight and said, hey, you're a healer. Can you go and, like, heal whatever's going on in this place? And I'm like, I have no idea where that is, but my party member does, my friend does, and they have magic and they can invent stuff too, so maybe they're going to be able to help as well. Okay. Does that work for everybody? Yeah. Yeah. As you answer the questions in this ritual... You may elaborate as much or as little as you feel comfortable. You do not need the sh to share the details of this moment of communion with the other members of your group, 
nor the other players at the table. So that's in or out of character. Arrival Part 2 Each of you is looking to accomplish something specific here. What brings you to this site? I am looking for answers to a question about a member of my family. I have come to retrieve something of value that was taken from my family. Or I intend to repair a harm that was visited upon my family. I have mine. I have mine. Okay, I have mine. I think I have mine. Um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and share that I think I've come to retrieve something of value that was taken from my family, but out of character, I don't know what that is yet. I'm going to share that I think Ink is intending to repair a harm that was visited upon my family, but the way he sees it is that it's his magic that was harmful, and he's wondering if it's like, maybe he can give it back to this place. Um, I think Vinoctin, who doesn't like to be called that, maybe you call him something else, but that's what everyone knows him by doesn't share much of why or what he wants from this, but I think you can infer it. And maybe that's why along similar lines with ink, um, most people know why the forest burned and why he left and what he wants to undo. Even if he doesn't speak about it. Is there anything Vinoctin would want us to call him? Uh, insert like some other name. I don't know, just a mundane name, John. Um, and Faye, do you want to share Twilight's answer, or do you want to move on? Still thinking about mine. Um, but I think I'll not share it, <laughs> and okay. we can move on because I have I have the prompt that I chose, just not any specifics. I think sure. I think um. I think at the very least you would understand that Twilight is looking to the past for answers that she could maybe use in the future. Okay. Again, as you answer the questions in this ritual, you may elaborate as much or as little as you feel comfortable. You do not need to share the details of this moment of communion with the other members of your group nor the other players at the table. Arrival Part 3 before you enter the place of memory, you must attune yourself to the memories of your ancestors. How did your family prepare you to enter this place? Got my answer. I have my answer. I think I have mine. I think I have mine. Uh, does anyone want to share or should we move on? Um, I might share. Does anyone else want to? I might. Oh, go ahead. Vinoct, or John, has been here once, many years ago. He came here with his wife. He didn't fly here that time. He walked, just as she did. She was from far away, and she was always loving. She was beautiful tall and smart and kind and better than him in any way he could think of. She brought him here. 
She was a sun child. She had been here before, many times, living so long. And so when Vinot gets here, when John gets here, he's reminded of who he was when he got here. He wasn't who he is now. He was John. But even as Vinok now, he kneels as best he can in his form, tries to clasp his hands like she showed him, though they're claws now. And he tries to perform these simple gestures that she showed him before entering. Ink, on the other hand, has never been here, but knows family members that have, who always, when his magic would malfunction or cause some sort of negative consequence or even just burst out of his control, they would remind him of the stories of this place, the arcane calamity that happened here and why it was so imperative that that he uh, learned to control his powers. And when he did something that he hasn't told the others about, when his magic took a life, um, all he could think about was this place and the stories about it. And he's carried those with him, so it's less a preparation of, of a positive preparation and more of a everything he's heard about this place has been tied to his guilt and shame. Okay, so I'm thinking that although this is a place where many people travel as a sort of pilgrimage, I think Latch was discouraged by their family from coming here, um, warned that that it would have an effect on them that they wouldn't be able to control, that the the magic of this place whatever residual effects it has could almost almost like with what happens to twilight all the time with her emotions affecting her appearance could cause latch's form to just keep changing when they've been encouraged to like keep more control over how they present themselves to the world but that this place could cause them to shift without really thinking about it to lose that control so mostly they've been prepared by being warned away i think i'll share a little bit as well i think as twilight is approaching this place you all probably see her at first with a thoughtful expression then you see her change a little bit her hair shrinks and thins and fades whenever she gets scared then her eyes glow for a moment and her face reddens as she gets angry for a moment she seems to shrink a little bit become a little bit shorter for a moment, and then a little bit taller. Wrestling w between being scared, uncertain, angry, and then peaceful. See, she eventually becomes stone-faced. Very strong, chiseled features for a moment. She closes her eyes, and she walks. And she stays that way for a while. 
but she doesn't share her memories. The ritual's completed. You each feel the veil of time peeling back from this place. You sense it opening itself to you, allowing you to explore the memories of your ancestor as they passed through this place. Exploration As you enter this place of memory, each of you senses an, a, a mnemonic imprint, a tangible memory of one of your ancestors. You each only feel one of these imprints, calling you toward your objective. While you move forward, you bear witness to a moment in history through your ancestors' perspective. How you engage with that moment is up to you. Each player draw a card from the deck and place it face up on the table. The suit of the card determines the feeling of the memory you witness with your ancestor. And this is where Roll20 comes in. We have it solely for the purpose of using that deck of cards. So we can each draw a card from the deck. And we can move that card onto the table. I'm a joker. I'm a smoker. I'm a midnight to the mucker. <laughs> cards are moving around. Okay, so... Yeah, so the the suit of the card determines the feeling of the memory you witness, you witness with your ancestor. So what suit do we have on the table? I got spades. I have hearts. I have diamonds. And I have a joker. So, um... Oh, boy. <laughs> Why do I always draw weird cards that I have no idea what they mean? <laughs> so, let's let's go through these. Let's go through in the order that they're listed in the text. So we have one heart card. Uh, and who drew that one again? Ink. Okay, so you find your ancestor in a moment of vulnerability. We'll get to each one of these individually. Uh, but first, we also have spades. And I believe that was for Twilight. Yep. You find your ancestor hard at work. I drew the nine of diamonds, so you find your ancestor struggling with a problem. And we have a joker. So, Klaus, draw a new card, discarding any additional jokers. During the moments described by this new card, you realize you have made a transgression. And we'll talk about how that works. Hey, all of the suits now. All right. So tell us what your new card is. I have a puppy toes ace. <laughs> or a clubs. So you find your ancestor at peace. I like well, puppy well, toes a lot better. <laughs> what was the uh, what was the Joker thing again? A so, transgression? Is that what you said? Yeah. So the the second card is is going to tell you the feeling of the memory but the joker tells you that during the moment described by the second card you realize you have made a transgression oh fuck me okay so safety note 
The Joker represents a transgression within your own family's culture. You may not use this card to play out a violation of cultures that do not belong to you. And that goes back to the safety note from the very beginning of the text. Transgression. A transgression represents a mistake, a violation of the place you're in. Maybe you took something that wasn't yours to take, or you broke something by accident. The significance of this transgression might be physical, such as the damaging of the physical site, or it could be spiritual, such as severing a connection between your ancestor and your family. The harm might not be tangible to the other members of your group, but for you it is a thing that must be reconciled immediately by you in this moment. Safety note. If the idea of transgression in the context of your current exploration makes you feel unsafe, simply discard the Joker and signal that this is a piece of the story that you wish to leave unexplored. You can justify this omission within the context of the story or not, as you prefer. So consider the following, and answer as you feel comfortable. How did the transgression occur? What does this transgression mean within your family? What is at stake for your ancestor's memory if you don't repair the harm? And what must you do to make things right? So, um... I maybe in my reading got a little bit ahead of things here, but let's let's kind of go through these uh, memories one by one. Whoever wants to go first, I can go if everyone's still thinking. Okay. As I am walking through this place, try to keep my feet. Like my claws and weight, try to tuck my wings in so I don't knock anything over. Like a cool breeze washing through warmth on my scales, sunlight. The wind whistles through this place, familiar, like a voice, a voice I've heard before. Her singing. I remember the sound of the water hitting the basin, wringing out clothes, laundry, the sound of her humming, the sight of that sun on her hair. I remember so long ago when she took me here, to this place. I remember how she walked. I remember how the fabric of her clothes shifted in the wind. I remember how she looked over her shoulder, these rocks. The rocks I look at now, marks on them that I don't understand. I approached them as she did, as she showed me. I speak the words that she told me as best I can remember them. I kneel as she did, trying to stretch my body to fit hers. And as I do this, speak these words in a language that isn't my own, I realize I'm not her. I'm not of her people. Her ancestors aren't mine. I'm not John anymore. She's not even here. Maybe they're right to call me Vinoct. 
Maybe they're right that that night on Christmas Eve was my fault. That me, being here, in this place of peace, how dare I stand where she stood. How dare I pretend to pray as she did. I recoil from the rock, my very presence the transgression against it. My existence is wrong. Who I am. How do I reconcile? How do I go back? The thing about anger, it's like a storm. It feels good to ride its waves until it drowns you. And you're left washed up on the shore, everything else broken around you or burnt. How can they forgive me? How can she? How do I apologize for this transgression of being who I am now? This form of why not that I achieved here at this place? I feel something. Peace. The sort of cool feeling of wind on sun-warmed flesh of water on a hot day for a voice drowning out the burning. This is where I took, where I took from this place, took from her, took from her ancestors, my self-pity, driving myself to be the more than the man I was, to be more than John, be powerful and strong and beautiful and immortal like she was. And so I took. And so now I give back as best I can, trying to find her in peace, keep her memory focused as I continue. All right. Who's going to follow that up? <laughs> I think I will. But I find my ancestor hard at work. I feel like at first, Twilight doesn't make the connection. But she sees a vision of a gem folk from a time long past. Time when the physical and the spiritual were so connected together. A time when everything around you had some sort of significance. And I'm seeing this gemfolk ancestor walking, trying to treat everything she touches with respect, trying to show gratitude to everything that she has at her disposal, but clearly in some sort of rush. Twilight probably sees her collecting bits and pieces from the surrounding land, basket of flowers, of leaves, of stems. He sees the pouring of drinks and the preparation of food. He sees a deeply spiritual thing being prepared where everything, every piece has its significance, every portion done in the name of whatever this force is, this idea is whatever this spiritual thing is, 
something that Twilight probably doesn't understand, but deep in the back of her mind feels some sort of connection to. And while she doesn't understand, she understand, understand why or how or any of the details. She understands that this place is significant and that everything here should be treated with respect and that she should show gratitude to everything that she interacts with here in this place. I'm done. Um, I think I'm ready. I'm still starting something else. Yeah, go ahead. So I have diamonds. Uh, I find my ancestor struggling with a problem. And I think because of the warning that Latch received years ago, before they even considered actually coming here, uh, they spend some time kind of wandering through this village at the edge of the crater before venturing down into it. And when they start going down towards the center, they do start to feel this this effect of something kind of pushing and pulling on their form, changing them without any act of will. And... They kind of, they they get down to the center, to this shrine, and they're just kind of shifting wildly at this point. Most of the time when you've seen them, they've tended to stick to one form for most of the day, maybe shifting at most once or twice during the day. Um, but... As they reach the kind of center point, uh, I I think we talked about the shrine being built around a stone. Um, and I think the moment that they see the stone, they feel something pulling them back towards the edge of the crater. The sense that there's something for them to see. And almost as quickly as they got here, they turn around and start heading back up, following this this mnemonic imprint. And the the closer to they get to where this feeling is pulling them, the more their shape solidifies again, but not into one of the shapes that any of you have seen them take on before. This is a different one, and this is the, the same shape as what they see when they get back up to the edge of the crater. The shape of an ancestor, not someone that they recognize or could name, but somebody that they know they have a connection to. And the closer they get, the more their form solidifies to match what they see in this memory of someone at the edge of the crater, before there was a crater, and they're looking at this, this, um, this chunk of stone, and it takes a moment for Latch to recognize that this is a larger, like, 
the 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 stone that is in the center of the crater in the shrine is a piece of something that was once bigger that was at some point moved there either intentionally or through whatever happened here at this place and they see their their ancestor kind of circling this larger stone looking at it glowering at it kind of mumbling under their breath and i think as this ancestor of latches is looking at the stone uh, latch can see some kind of power building up around them and the memory fades there but as it fades away and latch finds himself back in this village uh their form that they had taken on of what their ancestor looked like also fades back into the form that you see them take the most often and i think that's it for me so i've got a couple ideas would you be okay if i linked ink's memory to yours uh to mine yeah sure okay so i think ink has been kind of in his head about this whole thing for a few days before we even got to the town and i think the memories start maybe on the outskirts this mnemonic impression that starts spurring him to walk faster and faster towards the crater and as he's walking and he sees this memory kind of almost overlaid on the world around him um he sees what must be an ancestor of his they have similar features running stumbling their arms are scratched by twigs and thorns their feet are bleeding they have been running for days likely they are out of breath and they stumble to the edge of the crater and drop to their knees they hurry down the side and ink almost being puppeteered by something that's not him follows down towards the stone shrine their an his ancestor is digging in fresh dust cursing mumbling in words that ink only half understands pulling shards of stone out of the earth and is kind of in this frantic state and well, it's a shorter memory. I think Ink is just sort of there by the shrine, feeling that the echoes of that frantic, heartbroken um, memory. Okay. Are we ready to continue? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you want me to keep reading, or do we want to switch to a new reader now? I can read if you want. Okay. Okay, so we read transgression. Class went over that, so I guess we're on shared memory. Exactly. Page mm -hmm. thirty nine. Okay. By group decision or by chance, each of you arrive in the same at the same spot in this place of memory. Each of your ancestors has passed passed through this place at some point in time, leaving an imprint on the world's memory. 
You all feel the connection pulling you forward, asking you to descend into the moment to witness what transpired here. Perhaps it was a series of moments occurring at different points in history, or a chance encounter of each of your ancestors in the same spot at the same time. Whatever the circumstances, you all bear witness to the same events, though you might not immediately recognize their significance or connection to each other. Safety note. Before you continue, if anyone feels uncomfortable moving forward as a group, you may resolve this memory as separate individual scenes. You do, you do not need to invite others into your family's history, and you do not need to explain your reasoning to the group. So, shared memory part two. Each player draw a card from the deck and place it face up on the table. Discuss your ancestors' connection to this place using the suit of the card to determine the kinds of events that took place in this spot. So I got diamonds. I also have diamonds. I also have diamonds. Yo! Oh, one heart. Ah, <laughs> uh, two sevens, two queens. Two queens. Who got the other queen? I did. Um. Yes, queen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, hearts, this place was a site of coming together, of great sadness or joy, of communion or shared grief. Uh, and the only other one we have is diamonds. Uh, this place was a site of discovery, of innovation, of new friendships, of secrets learned or stories told. And we do not have an internal conflict, so we don't need to worry about that. So what is our shared memory? So it has to deal with coming together, either of great sadness or joy, of communion or shared grief. And it must be a place of discovery, of innovation, friendships, of secrets learned, and stories told. Should we do like a series of memories, it sounds like? Seems like we're all here at different points. Yeah, I think that works. And maybe, like, each of the series of memories mirrors one another. Like, they all have friends coming together, or people coming together, communing, or discovering something. Maybe. I don't know. I like the thought of this place being a place of memories, where people come together to share stories together of things that happened of things that happened to them to their friends to people they know just a place of telling stories together and sometimes the stories might be joyful or sad or whatever but i feel like that's what this place is it's a place of memory it's a place of story do we want to go chronologically or reverse chronologically, like we did before? I think it'd be cool to go in some chronological order, backwards or forwards. But I don't know how to do that unless someone knows they were first or last or something. Oh, I was muted. Yes. Um, no. <laughs> do Do we think any of our ancestors might have been here at the same time? I think Ink and Latch, probably. Okay. I couldn't tell from Twilight's memory when her ancestor was here. 
I'm thinking like a really long fucking time ago. <laughs> like really long time ago. Before or after the crater then? Maybe before the crater. I kind of like that thought. Yeah, me too. Like they were there when the meteor fell or whatever it was that fell. Before the calamity that happened here? Yeah. That would make you first. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so, maybe it would help to discuss this a little bit more before we go into what what memories we see here. Um, We've got kind of this large area, this crater and the village. So, do you think we're all drawn to the same spot in the center? Or do you think we're drawn to a place in the village or somewhere else in this area? I mean, it seems like it's the stone itself. and Yeah, yeah. I, I think so, too. I'm all drawn to this one single spot in this crater. Okay. And the reason we came here was to try and stop. Something was going weird with it. Mm-hmm. So some sort of balance needed to be brought. Or something had to be fixed or something like that. Yeah, though, um, if I'm recalling correctly, there's an opportunity to address that after the shared memory. But that can tie into whatever memory, whatever memories we see. Okay. So I think if Twilight's memories are first, then we all see a great gathering of people from... Many different places, but clearly all there for the same purpose. And clearly all connected in some way. We probably all see them greeting each other, speaking together, but also all preparing, understanding, knowing the purpose for why they're there. Probably see many people preparing food and drink for a great feast, gathering around where the stone now is. We see people taking turns telling stories to the great mass of people. We see them cheering and raising their glasses and sometimes crying into them. We see some nodding in, nodding in approval, shaking their head in disappointment, banging their fists in anger, shouting with many different emotions. Once all the stories are told, I think we see them gathering once again in silence, in reverence and respect for this holy place, and then putting everything away as if they were never there, restoring it to how it once was, restoring it before the influence of people came, and all the while being grateful for whatever they took being grateful for every piece, for every piece of food that they ate, for every bit of drink they had, grateful to the land for hosting them. Then they left, and this place, old and ancient and untouched as it always had. Here we go. <laughs> so, I think um, we see next... Another gem folk. You see, definitely from a later 
era, but still far in the past from our perspective. And you see this ancestor of Latches, also like Twilight and her ancestors, Gemfolk, um, kind of set up in this this tent and lots of like books, notebooks, papers, things like that scattered around. And this has been for a very long time a place of spiritual significance. But to this ancestor, and you can see all of you Latch's form kind of shift a little bit to mimic the ancestor before snapping back. Um, to this ancestor of theirs, this is a place of, of research. Of trying to figure out the secret of what made it so significant to others in the past. And Ink, is Ink's ancestor here at the same time? Yes, I think so. And I think Ink's ancestor is coming from it differently. I think maybe Latch sees it as a place of research. There's some puzzle here to be solved about why it was so uh, poignant. Um, where I think Ink's ancestor is focused more on the stories that were told here and the, the cultural significance that it held. More of a researcher of um, I guess the the rituals and the yeah, the culture that was surrounding this place rather than any kind of tangible measurable thing that makes it special and maybe is helping assist like oh well they talk about this sort of thing and they talk about that not realizing maybe that they have quite different goals I think maybe they don't realize it at first but maybe they do the more that they talk about it because I think at some point in, in this memory we see and hear Latch's ancestor say, I think I figured it out. I think I know how to draw the power from it. And then I think it shifts to Ink's ancestor in the dust after the crater. It's been a couple days, I think maybe the rest of the whatever research team was here has kind of gathered around the remnants of the stone. Kind of picking up the pieces together. And I think Ink's ancestor is carving into the rock the symbols that are there today. Um, it was a place of stories, and the rock should have the story of what happened and what it used to be. And um, having picked up a few of the shards, I think Ink mimics his ancestor in this memory of reaching into a pocket and pulling out this small shard of the stone which was given to ink after his magic had killed um one of his siblings he uses it at night to channel his magic into a small nightlight to keep the darkness at bay and didn't realize it was a fragment of something bigger here but i think ink smiles and puts the stone back into his pocket and I don't want to word this 
I think for the first time kind of understands his place in the story and doesn't feel the shame that he's carried, at least not in the way he's been carrying it. I think in contrast, as Latch is watching these memories and their form kind of solidifies back into the one that they take most often. I think at first they seemed excited by what they were witnessing, but by the end of it, they're frowning and thoughtful. Klaus, do you have something you want to add to the collective memory? Yeah. Um, so I think we see after these pass later. So old, but more recent than you'd think. Forget that the sun childs weren't so ancient. We see a group of people, regular people, broken and dirty, who've pilgrimaged here from who knows where or how long they've traveled and come to the rock. They share some of the same memories and experiences those who came before did stories they shake their fist and they touch the stone they speak and their leader touches the stone and looks up and the clouded sky parts a shaft of light comes down like a river flowing gold over them and they change their forms and do we know now as the sun children we see the beginnings the origins the start of these people, these immortal and beautiful people. Why do we see it? I'm not one of them. Vernacht, John, is not a son child. No one here is, and yet still we see the founding of a people through memories that came before them. So, their shared memory complete. This is resolution. Your group at last finds what you came for. An opportunity to answer a question, to retrieve what was stolen, or to repair what was broken. The choice remains. Do you take it? Before the ritual ends, take a moment, each of you to consider and describe as much as you're comfortable the moment you return home to your family with the memories of what you experienced still lingering in your mind, tell them what you saw, quietly go off to bed. Um, so let's go back to the, the question of first, do you take what you came for? Each of us had a different, a different answer to the question of what we were coming for individually. I know what my answer is for Latch. I know what mine is. I know what mine, I know is. What mine is. So I guess I'll I'll go first with this. Um, Latch came here to retrieve something that was taken, but I think their understanding has shifted. I think they came here thinking that this was a place where power, where magic, was taken away from their family. 
away from their ancestors. But now they've seen what actually took place here. And they realize that they're, that what they assumed wasn't how things actually happened. And they don't want to repeat the same thing that their ancestor did. So they are not going to try and take back what they once felt had been taken from them. Ink, I think, spends a couple days while we're here sitting at the stone and really thinking about things. And it's a nice place for self-reflection. And I think eventually they weigh everything that they've lost through their magic versus everything that they've gained and everything good that they've done versus everything ill. And I think he eventually pockets the stone that was taken so long ago by an ancestor here and hangs on to both that and his power and vows to use it in the right way. Twilight came looking for answers to a question about a member of my family. And I feel like the answer that she gets is both unsettling and comforting in that she understands more about who and what she is. And you can see her form change to one where her eyes are sunken in a little. Her eyes and her eyebrows darken. She looks away. But then for a moment, then after a moment, her face restores back to one that is healthier, that is a little more cheerful. Her eyes ever so faintly glow in the back. And she breathes a sigh of relief. She feels a sense of completeness, finding her answer. Klaus? I think over the journey it's taken to get here, I've dreaded this. Vinoctin has dreaded this, the facing this. And yet he came all this way to find it. Returning here, after so many years, he sees his wife in visions like wind stirring sand, the sun child golden, beautiful, and perfect. He took from this place once. So many years ago, can he give it back? I can breathe fire. I've burnt Rhinewood and all my enemies to ash. Every minor city from there to the Blue Mountains pays me tribute. Tribute to who I am, to Vianoctin. Tribute to who I became. When I took from this place in a desperate attempt to become good enough for her to belong, something she never asked for. Who am I if not Vinoctin? Who am I if I give this up? Ancestors that don't belong to me share their memories, offer me a chance, a 
a chance to rip out who I am, who I've known for so many years, to go back to being John. Sunshine warm on my back, like a woman's hand comforting. Vinoct sighs, his form dispersing, and in his place, John, a man, a few inches shy of average, unimposing, unremarkable, just a man. All right. Before the ritual ends, take a moment, each of you, to consider and describe as much as you're comfortable the moment you return home to your family with the memories of what you experienced still lingering in your mind. Tell them what you saw. Do you quietly go off to bed? I think I'm ready to answer this one. Um, I think when Latch returns home, which they really weren't expecting to do anytime soon, but when they eventually make their way back to Luckwater, and they they get off the ship that they've been traveling on to get to the island, um, they're mostly the same old latch, but they're a little bit different than they used to be because they're more comfortable letting themselves just shift and change as they want to less controlled than before maybe not quite as maybe not showing their emotions quite the way that twilight does but i think both the memories that they encountered at the crater and their time traveling with another gem folk who does change more often has made them more comfortable with with relaxing and letting their form be what it wants to be and as they they come home they greet their family their parents and they're thinking about the reason why they left about their desire to take back this power that had been taken or that they thought had been taken. Thinking about all of these inventions that they've made that everybody thinks of as just these kind of useless, almost like kinetic sculptures that don't really have a purpose, but to Latch, the purpose was to try and find a way to to generate or mimic the power that they thought rightfully belonged to them and their family. Um, I think when when they reach home, they don't tell their family about what they saw, at least not right away. But what they do instead is that they go to their old room and they start dismantling some of their old inventions 
taking taking everything apart carefully, sorting out the various pieces. And then before going to bed, they just kind of smile at the the organized chaos around them and say to themselves, I've got a few new ideas. Ink takes a while to get back home. He continues to work on his magic and control. Seeing the memories and being there was grounding and helped him kind of feel like he really did have a place in the world, at least in the story of the world. So I think when he finally does go home, it's more of a way to say a permanent goodbye, to pack up what he can carry, sell and give away what he can't before he goes out to find a new home and start a new family. I don't think he mentions what he saw to his family in Iron Forge. I don't think they would listen if he tried. But he knows who he is and what he's capable of. And that's what matters. And so I think he comes home and says a proper goodbye, settles his business in Iron Forge, and sets out into what will be a better tomorrow. John returns to Rhinewood, that burnt place he hasn't seen since that Christmas Eve years ago. He finds new trees are sprouting, enriched by the ash of those which came before. John walks back along the old path he took, before he could fly, before he could breathe fire, the same path he took with her. His pack is heavy, his feet sore, as he walks up the hill to their home, the one she made. The one she kept. John knocks off the dust and pushes back the broken pieces to find the fireplace, where she cooked and hummed her songs. John blows air upon the wood to no avail, before lighting up a match and restarting a fire. Um, I think when Twilight goes home, she doesn't go home expecting a welcome. Doesn't go home expecting to see friends. She simply goes, just simply goes there. When she sees her family, she they greet each other. But she sa simply says, I understand. But I know that my place isn't here. Having already grabbed her things the first time she left, she says her final goodbye. She walks around the town once more. Few people greet her, remembering her as the one who healed and the one who changed. But she says few words, not much else other than her final goodbye. And then as quietly as she came, she leaves once again. But without that but without that knot in the back of her mind tying her back to 
the place where she came from. Twilight goes out to find find the place where she wants to be, knowing now where she truly came from. The rites of reflection. You're coming home. Slow, steady, legs tired, pack heavy. You're coming home. Slow, steady, come on in. Supper's ready. The rites of reflection are your time to think about what happened during the session. Use this time, however you need, to process what you experienced, to record what you remember. You can write in a journal or notebook. You can paint or draw. You can listen to music. Be mindful that the other members of your group might have different needs. Do your best not to interfere with their reflection. Allow yourself no more than five minutes to reflect, then come back to the group to discuss the the experience. Some things to consider. Moments that were especially powerful for you. Questions that were left unanswered or unresolved. If you'd like, you can share parts of your reflection process with the group, but you don't have to. When you reach the end of your time together, remember to thank the other members of your group for the experience. So it would take like five minutes to kind of reflect. Does anyone need more time? I'm okay. I'm good. I think I'm good. That's, that's that. Unless we want to talk a little bit about our reflections and stuff. I'm one of the reasons why I really love this game is because of like the sort of themes that emerge in each session. Um the the sort of common threads that run through and connect the different characters and their ancestors and their memories. This is really interesting in this in this session what I noticed a lot was like the idea of transformation and power and the price of power and belonging or not belonging. Yeah, I like that. Uh, it was interesting too how we each were able to tell like such a unique like personal story thread and mm-hmm. still make it all like at least thematically come together. Why are y'all such good storytellers? <laughs> Practice. <laughs> this is a really cool game. I like it. Every time Klaus opens his mouth, I'm like, eh. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> I can't follow that. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, eh. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I read this a lot. I know. <laughs> I liked the last time I played it um with a friend of ours Ethan um it like has stuck with me so my character was this uh spider person i don't remember what they're called on this spiderkin um, spiderkin and she was looking for something that was taken from her like clan it was like this this shield that was like really important to them and um it was taken by, I think it was Sun Children, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I was playing a Sun Child. Yeah, and so it was taken by these like Sun Children way back when, and we went to this like ancient forge and everything, and we found out that the shield had been used to forge, um, Anita's character. Like that was mm-hmm. the first bit of metal that created her. 
and it was given freely as like as a peace offering between my clan and the iron or and the um uh sun children mhm but something had happened where like the person who had given the shield was lost and so it was never um told to the 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 clan that that's like what had happened and that it wasn't stolen it was given but like that's that just it. has stuck with me the whole like oh shit wait you're the shield <laughs> <laughs> that is really cool i was thinking i actually sent while we were playing a link to this to two different people um, with the same kind of idea that these story games, which typically aren't my style, um, I find very useful and interesting for like world building or character development for, um, for more traditional, you know, TTRPGs. Um, I liked Twilight, the, that feeling of like the end of one journey is just the beginning of the next when they're like preparing to leave. Um, I liked, I thought it was funny. Just the, like the punchy, like last quote of latch was like, I have some new ideas or I think I have some new ideas. <laughs> I thought it was fun. And then um, ink, I really like pocketing the stone. Um, I thought that was really cool. Like a big yeah. decision moment. That's like, like physically all you're doing is putting a stone in your pocket, but it means way more metaphysically than it does physically. I thought it was really cool. And with like magic and her being a human, I thought it was cool. But it was a really fun game. I really liked the uh the connection to the Sun Children. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. And that sense that like they were transformed and your character was transformed in a very different way. Yeah, and I didn't want to choose between Drake and Sunchild, so I did both. <laughs> I cheated. I noticed that towards the end. I was like, you I'm know. <laughs> I do what I want. It's fine. But yeah, it was really cool. I like I like the game. Yeah, I liked your last scene where you lit the fire. I was like, oh, I got mm -hmm. emotional. <laughs> I really the liked. The greater. Go ahead, sorry. I really liked whatever his name is. <laughs> John will say finding his humanity again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I really liked that. You gotta stop killing your wives in these games, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like a weird theme. Whoops. <laughs> do you need to do you do you and your fiance need to go to a counselor? Are you guys good? <laughs> with, with Hector it was not well. Anyway, <laughs> I think it's um, you know how sometimes you like with I guess D and D specifically, you like want to play the same character because you never like told the story, like you mm -hmm. told part of it. Yeah. And so now, like, all right, that story's not been told fully. Yeah, if you want to explore sense. a different part of it. Yeah, like I got it now. Okay. No, yeah, it's like, okay, good. okay, I was approaching it from this angle, I need to approach it from this angle for it to be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I feel like that's that's been accomplished. I love the crater idea, I'll probably steal that 
you know, things <laughs> fell from the sky. There's a I mean, crater. <laughs> I so, absolutely stole it from you when I mentioned it. So <laughs> you can steal it back. <laughs> Wait, which part did you steal from me? What crater? The idea of it being like I was almost gonna say that it was something that fell from the sky. I was like, you know, uh, like, like in the like a Nick's campaign. Game. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like in Avengers. So I'm just gonna steal it back. So Yeah, All take right. it back. Well, it's free it's freely yours. <laughs> Look, there's nothing original. <laughs> Nobody has there's ever no had an original thought told. ever in the history <laughs> yeah. of everything. It's all derivative. Nothing matters. Pretty much. Good stuff, though. Fun yeah, game. This is fun. Yep. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Good shit. Mm-hmm. Good shit. We all went to Coachella. It was amazing. In summary, we all went to Coachella, we ate too many mushrooms, and we saw our ancestors. <laughs> and then we all got over our issues, you know? Mad. Yeah. Yeah. Who needs therapy when you can get yeah. just high as balls and like, <laughs> stare a at a rock? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like a Himalayan salt lamp that we've been looking at. <laughs> yes. yes. In the middle of an Ikea, and everyone's like, are you guys okay? <laughs> I'm a dragon. Uh, I'm calling police. My eyes are changing color. <laughs> I know who I now know who I am. <laughs> Sir? <laughs> gonna have to ask you to leave. You don't understand the powers that I was given. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is all I must this retake what was stolen from my family <laughs> in this oh, idea and everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so, okay. It's now okay. I we'll play tell this the game stories. in an IKEA. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> is that my wife, sir? That is a body pillow. Please put it down. <laughs> <laughs> She's back from the dead. <laughs> You're holding one of like the IKEA sharks. <laughs> She's beautiful and immortal. You don't understand. She'll never die except she did, and it's my fault. <laughs> and now I'm gonna light this door on fire. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> <laughs> Good shit. Thank you all for playing. Yeah. Thank you for bringing you. it. Yeah. It was very fun. It was. Thanks everyone for listening uh, to us playing Mnemonic uh, by D. Pennyway. They are on Twitter. I can't remember their handle off the top of my head. Uh, Nyasa, do you have it? I... It's uh, on the right. second to last page. It says you can find me on Twitter. Well, at I've already <laughs> closed the PDF thing. <laughs> at D-E-E-P-E-N-N-Y-W-A-Y. At D Pennyway. And since putting this out, they also have a Twitter account that is specifically for the mnemonic games. At mnemonic RPG. That's M N. E M O N I C R P G on Twitter. There's more than one mnemonic game. This is Cracks in the Mirror that we played tonight, mm -hmm. but there are other games 
that are set in the same world. So if you want to follow just the game information, you can you can follow that. If you want to follow the creator, you can follow them at dpennyway um, and check out their other games. And also check out us. We're back to the story. We do a podcast where we play TTRBGs and bullshit around and have fun. It's great. It's at least okay. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's okay. people seem to like us. <laughs> we're, we're amateurs. We're amateurs at best. At, yeah. <laughs> at best, I like that. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. It's late now, so we're going to go and <laughs> try and get our brains back. <laughs> Have a good night, morning, afternoon, Bye. wherever you are. Bye.